every single one of us are called by God to go be a light to the world, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to go preach the gospel. If you're a business owner or you're a nurse or you're a school teacher or you're retired or you're saying, you know, I want to go to college into a different field and be an engineer or whatever it would be. The foundation that will be laid in your life through this season is uncomparable. There is only one way! guys this upcoming year 2024 um 33rd company is putting on this incredible it's not an event an opportunity to continue to walk out what jesus called us to called the jesus year Mm -hmm. and um i know there's a lot of updates but first can you fill us in especially if somebody who has uh just started listening they don't know what this is what is the jesus year yeah well let me just give you a brief history of even historically what the Jesus year is. So early, early 2000s, um, great revival takes place in Russia. And which is crazy. I never knew about that. But a great revival takes place in Russia because of what was called a Jesus year. And people would go out every day, five days a week, eight to 10 hours a day, and they would preach the gospel the whole time. And Thousands and tens of thousands of people got saved all the time. There's a story of this 75 year old woman who um, was on, they call it was on pension. And so for 10 years, she did the Jesus year and led 10,000 people to Jesus. So a thousand people a year, which is like almost three people a day, basically crazy. And they would go door to door. And so we, um, we felt like the Lord asked us to do this here and through a variety of events, um, we felt like the Lord said to do it in 2024. And so we're starting the Jesus year in January of this next year, where we're going to have people come to Fort Worth Mm -hmm. and they're going to go out for six months here in Fort Worth and be trained on how to preach the gospel five days a week or as many days as they can endure at the beginning. It might start (laughs) with three or four and then work to get up to five. And they're going to go be the hands and feet of Jesus in this area. And then the second six months, we're going to go take them two by two to different churches across the country where they're going to help create an evangelism culture and start belong in those different churches. And, and obviously part of it is to teach them how to do evangelism, but also to help them grow as a leader, as in relationship with the Lord. So we're not just going to give you tools. We're going to make sure your soul and your heart are healthy and pure. And, um, why don't you give the latest updates on what, what we've got right now? So just also, so Aaron was the one that brought it to me. I'm always head down, just trying to get the next person saved. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, you know, we're in, we do a bunch of different stuff in our ministry, but 
one primary thing we do is, is we're an itinerant ministry. We, I was just in Toronto. I was just in Montana. I was just in Brazil. I'll be in Pennsylvania and some other places. Uh, we'll be in Tokyo, Japan. So I'm traveling and the Lord comes and speaks to me, my wife and to Aaron and says, no, no, Chris is going to stay home. And so I, now I get to be here for an entire year doing this with everybody that comes. Which let me even preface the story too, because this is, this is, interesting. So the guy who helped start Jesus year, I met him, the one in Russia, the one in Russia. I met him the fall of last year and come to find out he's Ukrainian. He was leading kind of second or third in charge of the Russian church because of the war. He was forced to come to America and to leave. He's got kids who are living at home in a sense, wasn't able to provide for his family financially. And the Lord spoke to us to find a way to pay his bills really for the next 12 months. And so as, as I'm hearing his story, how he's not going to have any money again, the burden of taking care of this guy, I reached out to Chris and as we're praying and asking the Lord for it to do this, we really felt like the Lord said, if you will honor this man for what he's done right. and the gift that he's walked in and what he has stewarded there in Russia, that same anointing will come on to our ministry. And so as I think it was maybe November, we gave him money to be able to pay for his expenses, maybe two months later is when I initially went to Chris and was like, I think we should, I think we this. should do this. And then, wow. then the Lord spoke to me and, and we're off to the races. Now all we've been talking about now we've been doing a lot excited about what the Lord's doing right now, but we have this anticipation mm -hmm. of what's coming. We we've been fasting, praying, uh, praying into this, listening to prophetic words. And we believe that a Jesus people movement is really going to start all over the earth. It's already started and it's yeah. not just going to be in Fort Worth, but we believe that we're going to be a part of answering that call in America and seeing another Jesus people movement be birthed. Come on. And the Lord keeps saying to me, um, as much as you can slow down, I'll send you people to disciple. Mm. And so I had to ask myself, is this biblical? Because I have a call to go and to travel and to do these things. And then as I was just praying about it, reading the word, right, Paul would go into a certain region for a year or two years. He would remain. He'd make many disciples. They'd move on to the next area. I think now with airplanes and technology and we can get too spread out. Versus saying, no, I'm going to make my hometown a mission field. There's 6.4 million people in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Wow. Right? There's over 200 languages represented in that 6.4 million people. We have a mission field right here. Yeah. And uh, so I don't want to get too excited about that, but we're going to see God move. A couple updates. Uh, yeah. We got. We have a house. A house. Awesome. What is that? So what does that mean? <clears throat> what does that mean for the people? Well, we don't know. We knew that one of, one of the biggest constraints on people to do this would be the financial aspect, especially housing. Yes. And so we wanted to solve that issue for people. We wanted to take care of the housing issue and try to put them into the same location or a couple of different houses uh, to make this work. And we just this week, actually, six uh, bedrooms, four bathrooms, two, two kitchens, kitchens right over by TCU. And we can fit probably 13, 14 people in this comfortably, comfortably. Yeah. in it. Yeah. 
and legally <laughs> and legally yes. <laughs> which was an issue with our previous attempt yeah. yes yeah so we we got a house we have awesome right now i believe eight people paid which is a huge yeah. thing and many others mike right now is working there's many other people in the funnel about ready to pay that are about ready to pay and, and get started. So we're looking to have right around the number uh, that we were asking God for. Um, we have churches that we've been in communication with. Like I just went, got to go to Waco, Texas to one of our uh, mercy culture campuses and was talking to pastor less amazing man of God. And he said, as I was talking to him about the Jesus year, he says this crazy, the Lord spoke to me two things about next year that it was the year of Jesus, like just emphasizing that and many salvations in Waco. Like, I'm like, what? So like looking and, and talking about what would it look like to send two to Waco? What would it, we're t beginning to talk to pastors. Um, many pastors have already said, sign me up. I mean, what pastor right. would say no <laughs> to two laborers coming to their church walking around their city and winning people to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So even if you're a pastor and, and you're hearing us right now on this, reach out to our ministry and uh, see if there's a possibility in this Jesus year that we could send somebody or in future uh, Jesus. Years. And We're gonna I, continue I will say if you're a pastor and you love the idea, the best way for this to be fruitful long-term for your church is for you to send somebody to the Jesus year. That's yeah. right. We have a, a church in Florida, our friend, David, John Phillips, the second, He's going to listen to this. The bishop. The bishop. Okay. Man of God. Okay. He's Dr. David John. Doctor. doctor. He's a doctor. Yes, right. he is. He's wonderful. One of my <laughs> close friends. He's sending two elders. So Jerry right. and his wife, Heidi, and then another a wonderful young man. So he's sending three people from real church to come for six months to be trained, knowing that when they come back, they're going to win. Right. That area for Jesus. Um, just one, one scripture. Um, I just read this to Aaron and you thought it was good. I mean, it, it's, it's red letters. It's words of Jesus to give you an idea of kind of the heart behind what we're doing in uh, Luke 17, verse six, Jesus says, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. So you have this idea of great faith mm. and everybody wants great faith. They want great faith. They want to be used by God. They want all these different things. Now, Jesus is a savage, right? Here he comes. He's like, in the context of having great faith, he goes right on to this next statement. When a servant comes in from plowing or taking care of sheep, does his master say, come in and eat with me? No. He says, prepare my meal, put on your apron and serve me while I eat. Then you can eat later. <laughs> and does the master thank the servant for doing what he is told to do? <laughs> Question mark. Of course not. Jesus, I just love him. In the same way, when you obey me, you should say, we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. So if you want to have great faith, you have to have the heart of a servant, right? That's saying, no, this is what my father has told me to do. And this is what I found. There, there was, a, I've shared this story many times. One day working on the farm, there was a hired hand there, right? I'm the son of the farmer. He's a hired hand. 
or fixing a fence. He says, that's good enough. And I'm like, no, we don't do good enough. This is my dad's fence. This is my, this is my dad's field. That's my dad's cows. Like the, in essence, it's mine because it's his. I've got the Donald name, right? So when people hear this, they think, well, man, these guys just work too much. They've got, no, I'm a son that understands my responsibility. And I believe that a son will serve better than an, and than an entitled brat ever would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean that. So yeah. we have a lot of entitled people in the body of Christ today <clears throat> that push back on the work aspect. But Jesus said the harvest is ripe and ready, but the laborers or the workers are few. So the Jesus year is about raising up sons and daughters that are working in their father's fields. I feel the Holy Spirit just thinking about it, that that will do excellent in reaching the people that need to be reached for Jesus. I got home uh, the other day. We Sabbath, we rest, we we do all those things well. We have built-in Sabbaths into the Jesus like, year. Like, yeah. I work hard at not working on my Sabbath day. Like, I have to work at not working. It's called turning your phone off. Turn my phone off, right? So, so with this whole idea, though, I, I got up at 5 a.m. I worked from 5 a.m. till about 10.30. When did this, did that. It was great. I knew I was going to take the next day off. It was wonderful. I got home. I was so tired. I just laid down on the couch and I could feel the pleasure of God going, this guy just lived his whole day pouring out to other people. Guy was beautifully saved. Church was encouraged. People were discipled. I encourage, like living that poured out, laid down life. I believe that's what the church is missing in this season. Mm -hmm. People that will simply get to work. So let's just address who's it for, because there's obviously a lot of people that would look at this and be like, well, I'm not called to be an evangelist. That's probably the first response. So I'm right. not called to be a full-time evangelist, which first of all, I would say, if you love Jesus, you're called to be an evangelist. So if, if you believe in Jesus, that he is the son of God, then you've received in a sense, the great commission on your life to go out and to see the lost saved and to disciple them. Mm-hmm. So every single one of us are called by God to go be a light to the world, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to go preach the gospel. If you're a business owner or you're a nurse or you're a school teacher or you're retired or you're saying, you know, I want to go to college into a different field and be an engineer or whatever it would be, the foundation that will be laid in your life through this season is uncomparable. Now, huge fan of ministry schools. Mercy Culture has a great one. SLS, Jesus Image has a great one. Bethel has lots of great ministry schools out there. What ministry schools often do is they teach you the depth of the word, but oftentimes they don't have a lot of practical application. Now, many of them do. There's many great ones out there, so I'm not minimizing any of them. With this one, you're going to get a heavy dose of the practical application, and we're also going to teach you a lot of the word as well. So we're going to grow you as a person. Mm -hmm. We're going to teach you righteousness and holiness. We're going to make sure you're set free and delivered, and we're going to teach you how to go apply everything you've learned. So if you've gone to ministry school for a couple of years and you're like, I've learned all this stuff. We're going to walk you through how to go apply that, not just to preach the gospel, which is what a lot of people can do, but the discipleship, which is 
really the hardest part of this, walking with somebody, yeah. introducing them to not just Jesus one time, but now let me walk with, with you through life. That's really where you really give your life. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you can speak to even how we're going to focus on that discipleship yeah, piece so, with evangelism. So we're not just doing outreach, right? We're doing prayer, intentional prayer times. We're doing um, Friday is going to be an all day after we do our group time, um, our Jesus year intern time, we're going to spend all day Friday building relationships with people. So can I meet you at work and buy you lunch? Can I play pickleball with you? See, Jesus didn't say go and make decisions. He said, go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. Discipleship is family or discipleship is friendship. The, the people that I see stick are the people that actually come into relationship with me. And so we're going to look to build relationship, friendship, and family with this city of Fort Worth and Dallas and Waco, different places where we're going to be working. And we're going to teach you how to take somebody from an encounter with God to being brought into the family of God. And it's not just getting somebody to church. Right. Because if the goal is, well, right. I prayed with this person and they came to church, then somehow it's still short-sighted. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that come to church one time, but you don't ever see them again. Oh, they came right. to church. Yeah. No, did they come into the kingdom? And so we want to see these people go from encounter to kingdom believers filled right. with the Holy Spirit. And of course, plugged into a local church. Our church, right. Mercy Culture, is growing. Um weekly by the people that are getting saved and coming into the church. It's not just about praying a prayer of salvation, which I don't think you'll find anywhere in scripture, just a salvation prayer, right? Mm -hmm. It's turning towards from where you were going and turning towards the Lord. That is, that's a process for somebody yes, to is. do that in their life. It's not like they just have one moment, the band's playing, the best speaker is up there, and all of a sudden they're moved with emotion, they pray a prayer. But now it's, how do we teach you how to steward your family? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's teach you how to have daily encounters with the Lord. Let's teach you how to steward your finances. Let's teach you how to not sleep with your girlfriend. Let's teach you how to parent your children, right? Let's, let's disciple you in the, let's teach you how to read the Bible, right? What does the Bible mean? What, what is culture telling you that's, that's wrong? So yeah. that discipleship process is a big training component right. of, of Jesus year. And then to go teach you how to go to another place and to go create culture with that senior pastor and the team there. That's another big component because we want to teach people who know how to duplicate themselves. That's not right. Just do it one time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited for the Jesus year. It's, it's big. It's big. And I love the fact that it's like you're saying, it's not just getting more knowledge or depth in the word. It's becoming someone it's becoming a good servant and a good son in the trenches of doing what he said. Yeah. Right. The, not theoretically hoping you'll get there one day, but it, starting it, off with, and let's it. just be honest. There's a lot of people that look at the world right now and say, the world's so dark. Like maybe, maybe it's a better time later, but as Jesus would say, don't look at the fields and say, Oh, maybe in four months from now, mm -hmm. but the fields are ready now. Just the labors are few. Yeah. And so we're saying, Come laborers, let us teach you and train you. We're going to equip you the best way that we know how. Yeah. And yeah. people that have a job, people that, you know, some people can't come. We understand that. We can equip you other ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. We have a. There's a great a podcast. 
There's yeah, a this great, great podcast. podcast. There's a, there's a, we have a four month internship we're offering as well. That's right. Um, but the Lord came to me and he said, Chris, don't talk people out of this. He said, I went to men while they were working mm. and said, mm. follow me. And they dropped their nets. Or I went to Matthew at the tax booth and said, follow me. And he left his tax booth and he followed me. So if you're hearing this and it doesn't make any sense to you, it might just be Jesus. Yeah. Welcome to our lives. Yeah. Every yeah. time the Lord asks us to do something, it doesn't generally make sense. <laughs> yeah. So I would it's say true. if you feel a call, you know, there's a couple different ways you can reach out to us. You can email us, contact at 33thcompany.org. You can go on, you can fill out the application. That doesn't mean that you're signing to say you're going to do it. Have a conversation with Mike. Um, just reach out and we'd love to talk to people and, and help them in their process of deciding if this is for them, the internship is for them. When we're probably going to open up a few weeks for, for guests to come and experience a Jesus year week. And uh, you could even come in and experience a week with us. Yeah. And that yeah, will, be incredible. everybody should do it yeah. at some point in their lives. Yeah. Everybody should do it. Yeah. It's, it's going to transform a lot of places, a lot of churches. But um, I think, I think the one thing every time I think about the Jesus here is that America will know that the mission field is right here. The American church will, will have their eyes open to not try to send someone somewhere, but to get out to the streets right around them. Amen. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it is. Yes.